you're listening to the Oh, I Had That podcast. I'm Josh, and tonight we have a, a very special guest, Mr. Uh, Tom Higginson. You may know him from some of his musical endeavors like the Plain White Tees, but tonight we're here to talk all things uh, Million Miler. I'm excited. It's an 80s-inspired project. Uh, Tom's been releasing some uh, gems on streaming platforms since uh, later 2019. So I think there's a handful of songs out there for you to hear. Uh, but he has a new album entitled Millie that drops on May the 10th. Um, first off, what inspired you from the 80s? Was it the music? Was it the movies? Was it just the 80s in general? What goes into a million miler? Oh, we're rocking some Goonies mug, coffee mug. There you go, right here. <laughs> Goonies never say die. No, uh, yeah, I mean, dude, honestly, like kind of everything, you know, it's this weird, like, so I was born in 1979. Okay. So, so the, like, you know, those prime years of my childhood were in the eighties. Um, so, you know, all that stuff, Michael Jackson, Bruce Springsteen, Pat Benatar, Madonna, you know, that was like, my mom was just blasting those records throughout the house, my whole childhood, you know? And just watching that stuff on MTV and just loving, uh, you know, I've, I've loved music from a super early age, as far back as I can remember. Um, so, yeah, that's just always been like, I've always just had a connection, of course. I mean, I think, obviously, I'm not the only one, you know, <laughs> like there's for some reason, the 80s just have that. Maybe it's because it was such a highlight in pop culture, um, kind of the beginning of all of the like the way I say it is like. Tech, all the technology that we have right now kind of began in the 80s from like the the home computer you know which obviously uh you know merged into an iphone or whatever you know evolved into an iphone um like you know just the the synthesizer and you know now everything's so digital even with music and everything but that kind of started in the 80s with synthesizer and midi and stuff like that you know um the music video all that kind of stuff right um but honestly, it's just like, you know, it, it, I think it's never gone away because there was something really just charming and special about it and about, about especially the movies and the music, you know. I mean, again, Goonies is still to this day, like one of my all time favorite movies. And it's still, dude, we, me and my son watch it all the time. And it's still, even though I've seen it probably going on, you know, not even exaggerating, like 550 times or something in my oh. life you know like it's still so good it's still so like perfect you know and movies like back to the future dude like uh any like john Hughes, you know breakfast club uh ferris bueller's day off another one of my all-time favorites um yeah i don't know you know so so not only do you have all of that all of those memories and all of this this amazing time in in pop culture but now cut to, you know, a few years back, you know, uh, Stranger Things comes out, right? Which mm -hmm. was what, 2016 or 17? Uh, yeah, I, I think, think 16. 16. Yeah, I yeah. Think 16. And um, by the way, Stand By Me, we forgot to mention that one. Such a beautiful oh, movie from the 80s. You I, know? Can I could talk 80s movies all night with you if we want to. <laughs> Plug the album and then just talk movies. I'm game. Let's do it. I mean, let's just see where it takes us, you know. Yeah. But anyway, so Stranger Things was kind of like the, not that the 80s ever, ever went away. Yeah. But that was like definitely the thing that like put it back on everyone's, you know, on everyone's mind. And um, at that time, I kind of like 
was discovering synthwave, which was this, you know, kind of new, new, but yet, I mean, I guess not new, but you know, it was kind of bubble, starting to bubble up a little bit more in mainstream culture then. Bands like the Midnight and things like that were starting up. Um, and it just had, you know, I remember we were, we were recording the last Plain White Tees album, Parallel Universe, which would have been in, yeah, somewhere right around 2016, 2017. And uh, we would be driving up and down PCH in California to the studio, blasting synthwave, like, you know, coming, coming, you know, at, at midnight or something, driving down PCH. Like, it was like such an amazing time and moment. And, um, and I have my son who is like the same age he was born in 2009 i'm sorry 2000 yeah 2009 so and i was 79 so literally he's like weirdly the same age as like i was in the 80s you know what i mean and, and then stranger things comes back so he's you know we're we're rocking out to all these old 80s albums and watching stranger things and then i'm showing in movies like uh you know like stand by me and of course the goonies we love Die Hard, he just watched last year and it's like his favorite movie now, you know? So it's like this weird, just kind of full circle thing for me. And especially through my son, getting to experience it through him. Um, and then to top it all off, and I know I'm like, you asked me one question and I'm taking up the whole <laughs> podcast here. No, no, but please, please. top it all off, there's this, uh, this, this bar slash like little speakeasy club that I literally stumbled into on accident in Los Angeles called Break Room 86. And it is just this like to the T's perfectly done themed like little speakeasy bar that is straight out of like the eighties, like John Hughes movie. There's like a little stage like in the corner and like one whole wall is just filled with lockers with like lights inside that are like shining out and like like it is just it's such a beautiful and there's like a one full wall is just arcade games that you can play you know that's that's obviously there's barcades and things like that but this is just a really special spot and they're just like so to stumble onto this place and i i think i found this place in like 2016 again also and to just hear like blasting over like an awesome club speakers like the you know i want to dance with somebody and girls just want to have fun and beat it and all these songs like you can't help but dance and it was just like the perfect i don't know it was just like the perfect storm between all of these things just kind of led me right to million miler basically long story short all the all the gems of the 80s uh, yeah, when you going back to the synthwave, I've I've been noticing that too pop up over the last several years, and bringing it back where it's a very melodic but um, synth based uh, music. I've been hearing like yourself, you have great vocals involved with it, but I've also just been been hearing artists that are using it just in straight instrumentation, which is really cool and almost as if like it's cinematic and scoring uh, from a film, which I'm totally down for. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, growing like myself, I, I was just having that conversation with a friend of mine as well. Of like what inspired so many of us to have that nostalgia for our childhood in the 80s or just the 80s in general and the, or even the early 90s. And I think like you were touching on, it's it's almost like the start of uh, pop culture in a sense where they were marketing to kids and the, the merchandising was blowing up. And like you said, technology was kind of taking off at that point. 
um, and they were doing more cinematically and on television that would appeal to our generation. So we have a whole different, like, I think barometer for memories of childhood than like say the generations before us. And, um, absolutely. Yeah. It just, I wouldn't change a thing. I, I loved growing up in the eighties. So, um, I, I'm glad to hear that it's uh, rubbing off on talented artists like such as yourself and bringing it back around. So I think people should be pumped and please like everyone should go listen to the songs that are currently out, but that album drops on May the 10th. What, what are your, some of your favorite, you touched on some films, but what, what are your favorite artists from the eighties that you have to pop on? If you're like, man, I, I want to listen to some eighties music right now. Where do you start? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, wow. Okay. So, um, it sucks because there's so much good music. <laughs> yeah. like I've got this, I've actually got an eighties playlist. That's my go-to that, uh, I think is about, I don't know. I want to say like six hours long at this point. Wow. And I'll like, I'll be still listening or I'll be out somewhere or listen to the radio and a song will come on. I'll be like, Holy shit, this is not even on my playlist. And then I gotta go <laughs> put it on my plate. You know, there's just so much good music from the from the 80s um i mean of course like i said i mean some of the big ones michael jackson bruce springsteen madonna um cindy lopper uh whitney houston you know it's like you could you could stop there and have enough music to listen to for a long time but you know it just goes on and on i mean after like the main artists you know then you've just got all the songs you've got you know the like Take On Me is one of my favorite songs of all time, period. Any any genre, any decade, you know, that is just such a such a great song. Um, so, you know, you've got some you've got like, I don't know, Men at Work, Land Down Under, you know, like I, 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 mean, I mean, there's I so go through it with it's like it's just endless. Yeah, it's like the time the time of radio singles and one hit wonders and uh pop darling so it's like there's all these gems where it may not be an entire album but there's one or two songs from that artist like uh kim wilde kids in america that song is like i'll put oh, yeah. that i put that at the top of my playlist i have one as well that's like five and a half hours uh <laughs> and i even titled it tape deck dreams so nice. it's the, my go-to nice. i always will just put it on and it just spins and i've been listening to it for the last three years and i'll just like you oh, said yeah. i'll hear a song and i'll have, oh i don't have that song on that playlist i'll have to edit yeah but, exactly but yeah. yeah my playlist i actually named break room 86 oh. because i think i started it after that first night stumbling into that club and i was like man why don't i have an 80s playlist going so i started it for sure yeah so it just never ends i mean the inspirations can keep going and going but yeah i mean you got like the romantics and prince and rick springfield oh. and oh of course dude. <laughs> yeah yeah the play my t's actually covered talking in your sleep by the romantics on our last tour that's so. awesome hell yeah yeah so and uh, other than music because i mean like you said it's endless what are some of your like favorite moments or uh times in your childhood that you're like really nostalgic for you always remember that moment in time or uh, even something that takes you back by looking at it like I mean you would see by the oh I had that Instagram and um, my collection that like it's endless I have a million memories so I'm like trying to collect them again but um, yeah what are some standouts for you as far as like 
not only memories, but maybe something that you had as in, in your childhood that later on you maybe had to track down again? For sure. Well, it's funny you, you asked that because literally uh, when the pandemic started, so I'm kind of like a collector just in general, which was really good for this past year, <laughs> oh, you yeah. know, getting stuck at home. I, I was not short of things to do this whole time between vinyls, cassette tapes. Uh, but what I was going to get to was uh, Nintendo. Oh. I was, you know, that was, I was like the golden age of NES. And so I've, I've had these, um, like, it's almost like bucket list. Two of my favorite Nintendo games I remember playing as a kid were Rygar and Shadowgate. And so I've had an old school Nintendo and a bunch of games, including those two for like the past 10, 15 years always thinking in my mind, like, man, I got to play those two, like, like someday I'm going <laughs> to sit my ass down and spend eight hours playing Nintendo, you know, like, like when the hell would you ever do that? But so this summer with the pandemic, I freaking took a weekend and I beat Rygar and Shadowgate. And it was the most epic weekend <laughs> like ever. My, my son was here. He was like, you know, kind of checking in. He started out really interested, but then of course got kind of bored with it, you know, um, but it was just such an awesome time to literally relive. And, you know, by the way, at that time, it was like, they were, they were playing like eighties Cubs games on the TV and stuff. It was like, that was, kind of, <laughs> you know, not to go crazy with the eighties thing, but like the beginning of the pandemic was kind of like, you were forced to like come to a very slow pace which also kind of reminded me of like back in the day when before, you know, before cell phones and before all of that, all of that stuff where you just kind of had to make do with what you had around your house and, you know, mm -hmm. go outside and play in the backyard and, you know, took a lot of, I rode bikes with my son this summer, which, you know, haven't done in years. And, you know, so things like that, it was an interesting time. Um, you know, and again, it kind of, I, it did, trigger a lot of those nice, you know, 80s old school memories of my childhood. Um, but yeah, the Nintendo stuff, especially <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I can for sure see that. I didn't I, I didn't think in terms of uh, how that being on lockdown and the pandemic slowed it down to like kind of an 80s style or pace again. But you're totally right there where it was just like being home with with your family and like what movie are we going to watch? What are we going to do now? Let's go play in, yeah. play in the yard. Let's uh, find something to do because we can't go anywhere. We can't rely on our uh, uh, devices out in the world to like hit people up and make plans. And it was just like being at home and laying low. It also was harmful for the pocketbook. If you're a collector though, because, Oh yeah. Oh, believe me. Yeah. <laughs> Cause eBay still exists and Amazon. And, <laughs> and you're just sitting at home thinking like, Oh my God, I wonder if I could find that thing or, you know? Yeah, totally. totally. I, I look at my traffic on those platforms before pandemic and then during, and I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> well, it's funny because I literally just, um, because of that fun of playing those Nintendo games, um, I actually have been following and looking for some other ones that I remember. And I don't know if you, do you know the game Shadowgate at all? Do you remember that? that I, game? I don't think so, uh, but I may, I have a Nintendo. I took one of the minis that they released with like the 30, oh, yeah. 30 games and my buddy put like 600 games on it for oh, me. Oh, so, nice. So it, it, might, yeah. it might be on there. There's a bunch of those like early RPGs that as a kid, I, 
didn't really get into i didn't venture far from like zelda or like a little final fantasy you know like um but yeah i think they're definitely on there there's all these like dragon this or warrior this and i'm like what are these games i don't remember any of these yeah shadowgate i definitely recommend it's it's not really a role-playing game it's more of like an adventure game okay like i always i never liked the, the rpgs where they were like you know you'd kind of have puzzles but then all of a sudden you'd have to like have the strength to fight some dragon or something or like like i don't know i never there was like a i know it's a fine line we're talking <laughs> but um but anyway this game shadowgate was was the shit and i just bought on ebay last week this game called uninvited which was ju- by the makers of like the next game by the by the people that made shadowgate oh, okay and i remember loving that as a kid but it was like more rare like shadowgate i think was more popular and um i ended up finding it on ebay and I, like i said i was kind of following it for a while and i was able to buy it with the box and everything like oh, NES games. there you go <laughs> yeah i only have a few titles like in the box i ha- i saw a tetris in a like you store oh. and i was like oh i gotta have tetris it's in the box it has everything that came in the box and then oh, yeah. i i found back to the future which is like one of the worst games ever on nintendo <laughs> but i mean i'm a huge back to the future fan so it was in absolutely dude absolutely complete in the box did you ever play did you ever play friday the 13th oh yeah <laughs> that one was like impossible yeah. <laughs> right it was so hard and the Goonies too was another really hard random random one. I love that they tried they tried their hardest to make like any film into a Nintendo game at that time. And totally. <laughs> <laughs> you think they would have learned from ET and Atari that it was like, right? It's not. It doesn't always have to be done just because you can slap a yeah. sticker on the front of it. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't know. I guess that was like early. Uh, um just kind of not not jumping on the bandwagon but kind of like trying to capitalize on yeah. something that's hot you know yeah. again with the 80s that was probably the start of all that stuff too so going back taking it back to uh million miler what when you started to like that what was the first song that you wrote and how did it be did you have a plan like i want to write something that's this synth wave 80s like inspired music or was it just like you had something you were working through as far as the song goes and then it went from there so um basically like i said with the last plain white tees album we we recorded um i was i was getting you know really into that that uh you know that genre and that vibe and uh, some of it kind of crept into on into the out on the plain white tees album and of course like i don't know call me crazy but i'm assuming the last thing a plain white tees fan wants is to hear plain white tees with like some synth wave shit in the background you know what i mean like so i kind of thought like man like okay should probably stick to my lane with plain white tees <laughs> but man i have such uh I'm, I'm like this passion for this you know 80s music i i just want to do that i want i i just had the idea to yeah. to do a side project and just launch my own project completely outside of the tees um that was very focused and very just streamlined like cool this is going to be like 80s greatest hits here we go let's do it that's awesome um and so my first song that i put out was called take a chance on me i did take a chance on me and high school summer Two, they're both out on spotify and I, apple music and everything um but yeah, those two I kind of wrote right around the same time. 
uh, just kind of playing around with, with some MIDI stuff and some cool, getting some cool tones. Um, and yeah, I wrote those super quick and I was like, okay, damn, this is cool. This is fun, you know? And then just kind of went from there and uh, spent the next year or so in between doing Plain White Tees tours and gigs and stuff, just writing this Million Miler album. And then the pandemic again gave me the perfect opportunity to just sit here and tinker in the studio and, and you know, record everything. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I was even taking a look at the, the songs that you have released thus far and the art for them. Totally in that 80s lane, you're... You got everything from Polaroids to uh, uh, arcade, like upright arcade games on the on the cover. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, high school yearbooks. It's just all taking us back to, to yeah, simpler I mean, time. I'm definitely, you know, not trying to hide the, the inspiration here. You know, it's like it's kind of wearing it, putting it all out there. Like if you're, you know, if you're into nostalgia, if you want to feel that, you know, that kind of throwback feeling, because I do, th I think it's a pretty modern sounding recording. Yeah. But it's obviously very, um, you know, how do you say, like an homage to all those 80s songs we talked about, you know? Um, so yeah, it's definitely, it gives you a trip down memory lane, but at the same time is fun and, and still sounds fresh for, you know, some new music. It doesn't sound like a rehash necessarily. Yeah, you know? it's totally got, um, you can see like your your songwriting style, even from your previous work, you can see your touch within this 80s forum or genre and this synthwave um, approach. Uh, so it's kind of like a blending of, you know, your modern pop rock sensibilities and that's like new wave and 80s pop which i i loved i got into it right away like take a chance on me was it gets you right away you got <laughs> got a little of that uh that chip tune like 8-bit music coming through in yeah. there and uh oh, yeah. you even hearing like um the one uh she ain't coming back you i heard like kind of like a Corey hart or rick springfield or like oh, the, the yeah. cars kind of vibe in that like driving that, yeah, that romantic song at you but uh <laughs> <laughs> but i i yeah I, I think people really dig it especially you know followers and listeners of oh i had that you know the nostalgic for that time period i think they're really going to get into it and i'm excited to hear the rest of the album and what's on it so i mean of course you touched on the Goonies and Ferris Bueller. And of course everybody loves John Hughes from, from the eighties, but like, was there any um, cinema or movies that you found yourself watching while you were kind of working through some of the music for this project? Yeah. You know, uh, honestly, I, because I was again in the eighties, I was what, like one through 10 basically, you know? So I kind of missed uh, some of those, like, like, uh, you know, some of those classics, I, I, I actually went back to this year. It's like, anytime something would pop up on Amazon prime, you know, I'd be like, oh shit, dirty dancing. I've never seen that. So yeah, like this last year, I definitely, um, you know, kind of did some catch up, played catch up a little bit wait, on, wait. on some of those eighties movies. Take it back here. You never saw dirty dancing until the pandemic. Dude, <laughs> until, yeah. I mean, that's just like, like, think about it in the eighties. I was like eight when probably when that movie came out. Yeah. So, and it was like, kind of like a chick flick. So like, I don't know. I was just too young or like missed the boat. Didn't care. And then just never went back to it. Yeah. yeah. I could see it. Dude, there, I'm going to surprise you with some more over this last year. 
I, for the first time ever, I watched Dirty Dancing. I watched Footloose for the first time. I know. <laughs> Top Gun. Top Gun for the first time. Uh, just watched a couple, like a month ago, Dead Poet Society. Oh, oh man, wow. that was good. That's such a good so movie. So good. Um, Peggy Sue Got Married, I really loved. Uh, let's see. I'm sure there's more, but those... Uh, but yeah, so definitely, I definitely had my my did my homework this year and went back and tried to catch up i'll I'll let it slide i'll let it slide at least you're getting back on train but but dude (laughs) hold on you know damn well like okay die hard like i got the essentials i think you know you got the goonies back to the future die hard obviously all the bill murray stuff ghostbusters uh you know i think maybe caddyshack of course um lost boys dude all the Corys, the cory movies dude lost boys license to drive oh there's a license uh, to drive poster right over here behind me. oh no way <laughs> hell yeah uh like i said stand by me is one of the all, my all-time favorite movies that one really hit me hard you know when i was a kid beetlejuice edward scissorhands yeah. i mean you know i'm like i have a four-year-old son too so i'm uh getting him into like he loves beetlejuice already uh, he loves nightmare before christmas so he's like totally like nice. going down a tim burton rabbit hole but yeah he's all about ghostbusters and it's so crazy like to see him like born in 2016 but he's all about he's like oh is this from the 1980s <laughs> <laughs> you're so like that's my boy <laughs> yeah man yeah when my son when my son the first day uh that we came home from the hospital when he was born um i made sure because i I just i wanted his first movie to be goonies so that night home from the hospital i put on the goonies and i you know just held him and watched it with them so So. the technicality is he saw the goonies before anything exactly (laughs) exactly and and at what at what age did he like sit down to take it in and watch it and really love it you remember when that so probably by the time he was like four or five for sure yeah um, yeah, we've been actually going to um, Astoria. Um, I don't know if you if you know, but they do. I think they might be postponing it. Obviously, they had to this year because of the pandemic. But every year, the movie came out July 7th in 1985. And so every year, they've made like July 7th Goonies Day. I'm sorry, no, June. June 7th. Um, every June 7th, they've made Goonies Day in Astoria. And so, and the town dude in Oregon is like, like kind of like hasn't changed much yeah. since the eighties, <laughs> you know, it's still like, feels like you're in Goonies when you go there. Um, and so, yeah, just a few years ago, I realized like, you know, because of the power of the internet that like, that's a real ass town and like all of those landmarks and everything are still there. Um, so yeah, I think it was in 2016 i think was the first time me and my son went so he would have been seven at that time and he we were already huge fans of the movie um and so yeah we tried to go there every summer now to kind of just you know it's just a really really awesome vibe that you know the jail scene at the so yeah i saw footage of they were like reenacting the the jail escape scene from the beginning like outside the jail which looked pretty awesome that's what i was gonna say yeah that jail is they actually turned it into a film museum oh wow so you can go in the jail and you can like go in like the cell from the goonies and stuff 
But then other parts of the jail are like little gift shops and like a little like, because a lot of movies actually were filmed in Astoria and in or like Stand By Me was filmed in Oregon. Mm -hmm. um, Short Circuit was filmed in Astoria. Kindergarten Cop was filmed in Astoria. I think some of the Twilight movies were like filmed right around there. Oh, like, wow. I wouldn't have known that that was like a hot spot for, you know, movies. But um, so, yeah, they have all these like props and stuff like from Goonies and from a lot of those movies. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Was there any uh, if we go away from films as far as music goes, were there any like 80s hooks or uh, uh, elements from a song in the 80s that you're like, wow, I could do something with something similar like that and put it in this project or a song that really influ influenced a particular track on the album. Yeah. I feel like, uh, I mean, take on me, like I said, one of my favorite songs of all time, I feel like I've tried to write that song, even in plain white tees, <laughs> we've had songs that have like started with that kind of beat that have become plain white tees songs. So I'm always trying to write that one. It's like that, um, that, uh, that joke in that thing you do where he's like, every song's wipe out for Chad. They're always like, every song's take on me for town. It's just, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's for real. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, let's see. So there's that, you know, there were some like, you always can be inspired by by music obviously you never try to like copy it or rip it off but like like there was there's one song on the album called there's something wrong with sarah and it's kind of this moody um you know a little bit of a different vibe from some, most of the album is a little bit more upbeat and fun and this was kind of like a little bit of a darker like kind of like uh i don't know like a not a sad song but like i don't know just like a more moody vibe to it yeah. And um, I was trying to think of like, man, how, how should we kind of present this? How do we produce this? And we kind of, I kind of compared it to like in the air tonight. It's kind of like a building, just kind of like a, not a lot, you know, very, very minimal kind of approach. Um, so there's definitely, definitely a little bit of that Phil Collins vibe on the album. Um, but yeah, honestly, for the most part, it's like million miler, you just, dial up some cool synth tones lay you know a lot of the songs i still wrote on acoustic guitar you know so it's like cool i know the chords dial up some cool synth stuff play the chords like i'm also a drummer you know i play drums in tlb um so it's like the beats are kind of like i know exactly what i want out of the beats and so like you definitely go you know you got two options for the 80s it's either like a douche ka do down or it's like a, you know, like the take on me, do like the footloose. Yeah, I was going to say, footloose, there you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those are kind of your two options. Uh, so yeah, everything is just, uh, honestly, you had it kind of dialed in with, with a lot of that production stuff. Nice. Um, you know, just kind of feel it as you go and think of some cool shit to throw in there. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, um, did, was your childhood in Chicago suburbs or in Illinois? yeah so for sure yeah let, where are you at uh, i'm actually south of nashville but um i grew up in minneapolis in the suburbs and then i spent 10 years in chicago so oh hell yeah yeah nice but i was gonna say like going back to you know those years those formative years from like one to ten when you're 
in the eighties, you're in the pinnacle. Like I wasn't born until 82. So I had a little less time in it and I was a little younger when it ended, but like that, the end of it, like 87 to 89 is where my memories really kick in. So it's like mm-hmm. summer of 89 and we have Bat- Batman was like all of 89 pretty oh, much. Like, yeah, dude. <laughs> like dude, that first Batman was so freaking classic. Do you remember they had like the cards, like Batman yeah, cards? Yep. Did you ever buy those yep. and stuff? Yeah. I, I ha- actually oh. have a framed uh like a shadow box with like four wax packs of different like movie cards uh one of them one of them's that batman run (laughs) oh so cool but i was gonna say like uh growing up what was your so what was your childhood like or what what are some things that stand out to you from that childhood in the 80s in the chicago suburbs like activities or things that you love to do with your friends or summers especially like so, I mean, so if you're, yeah, you're a little younger. So, um, I don't know, were you like a He-Man kid at all? Oh, no? yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So for me, that was like, so He-Man was kind of like when I first started like being able to watch, you know, watch TV or whatever, it was like, that was my first thing that I was like, that's cool. <laughs> for some reason, I, I identify with, with this, you know? So I had all the toys and stuff. So I remember as a kid, that was just kind of like, you know, that that's again, why we love the eighties. It's like, it's awesome having the, the whole world at your fingertips, mm-hmm. but it was kind of awesome. Not, you know, I feel very, very lucky to have kind of been able to live through both, you know, to be able to sure. have that, that, that childhood where it was more of like, yeah, sitting on your floor in your house, playing with toys um, and then also, of course, be able to have the smartphones and everything at the palm, of, you know, at your fingertips. But um, so, yeah, definitely He-Man toys, Transformers um, were big for me. Um, but, yeah, just kind of playing with toys around the house. And I was always like kind of a smarter kid. I would, you know, coloring books and, you know, I would read a, a good amount. I liked Dr. Seuss a lot, of course, which explains my rhyming. And, you know, I, it's like, I've always was really drawn to that as a kid, I remember. And then um, Encyclopedia Brown. Do you know what that is? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. That was like my jam, uh, which is kind of funny because now I love like escape rooms and things oh, like that and you know like kind of those puzzles and it probably all stemmed from encyclopedia brown there you go you know? it was like um, um we had that whereas like previous like our dads had like the hardy boys and stuff exactly. like that <laughs> yeah totally um but so then yeah and besides just by my and i'm also an only child oh, okay so hence you know the, a lot of my memories are just kind of sitting around playing with toys and reading and stuff and then of course once nintendo came it was like all all about that um also my dad like he had like a you know the home computer commodore 64 or whatever so playing a lot of games with him i remember the floppy disks and like oh wow like King, king's quest you have an idea what that was <laughs> yeah but that that was before my time like i don't think we had yeah. that we didn't have that in the house but i rem- i totally know what you're talking about uh i yeah. think it started in in our home with like that the first atari or like the the atari 2600 game center which I still have, sure. <laughs> but my, oh, nice. that was my, my dad wanted the Atari, but we just ended up playing it like me and my sister. <laughs> Hell yeah. But yeah. Those like totally that early technology, like the floppy disk you said, like, and then the other side of it though, dude, is just like literally the majority of my childhood memories are either in my backyard 
like literally because since I was an only child I remember I had I mean there were always neighborhood kids we would all play together um so it, but in my backyard I had this like one of those little baseball it was like a, a net basically that mm-hmm. was real tight that you could like throw the ball at and it would come back at you yeah yeah so I remember dude countless just hours just playing catch with myself like pitching you know pretending I was on the Cubs like <laughs> playing full games like if the ball got by me it was like oh that was a single oh. you know like just in my mind like keeping track of it and everything um and then across the street from my house that I grew up in was a school my elementary school so it had this big ass field and like a park like little swing set and stuff like that so if I wasn't in my backyard playing by myself I would be like running around playing like tag or you know kick the can or like guns or something with like all the kids in the neighborhood yeah what so like literally outside all day long in like summertime and stuff from like after breakfast like cereal and cartoon like after that you run outside you don't come home till literally your mom yells it's dinner time or (laughs) yeah absolutely i feel like those days have kind of like gone or fell by the wayside which I really would love my son to have that that retro childhood. Just like where where did the na- where did the neighborhood kids go? Like you don't ever see kids, totally. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like I don't know. Is it because like I mean, I don't know. Like it certainly wasn't any safer back then. No, you know, oh, no, for sure. <laughs> were we just more like, or were the our parents just more like? I guess the world in general, more naive to like, I think so because of the new cycle and how we got it um, was right. so much like a, like a longer time frame or like now it's in- sure. instantaneous and the media is like, there's so much of it like to expose the world to over the last 20 to 30 years, it's just gotten bigger and bigger and grosser and grosser, <laughs> you know, but if you think about it, I mean, I don't know, nothing too crazy or bad ever happened to me. So it's like, probably in reality, it would probably be the same thing for if kids did that now, but yeah. for some reason, yeah, because we, we know of, like you said, more instantaneously, all the craziness that happens in the, in the world around us. We're so much more like protective of our kids or yeah. something. I don't know. I think even us who would love our kids to have that kind of childhood, like still have that, pl- that thing in our head where it's like, Oh, I don't, don't go too far. Don't- <laughs> yeah, to- absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But us, I mean, we were like, walking the down the street across to the corner store and like oh yeah our mom found out like two days later or something you, you did what <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah dude my mom would like write me a note to go to like the 7-eleven like th- a, a few blocks away to buy her cigarettes <laughs> like when i was like you know eight years old or something and I would like, you know, they'd sell them to me, some <laughs> cigarettes, because I had to know, you know, why would I be buying cigarettes at eight? And then, but they, yeah, I, I totally remember that kind of stuff too. Eventually, so they just know you as the kid coming to get the the Virginia Slims yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, because they know my mom. You know, they know it's like a everybody kind of knew each other yeah. around the town or around the neighborhood too. That's the thing now. It's like I couldn't tell you like more than two of my neighbors' names. You know what I mean? It's like. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. And I kind of live in like being in the South now, we, we kind of live in like, almost like you said, like a story, it was like a kind of a throwback 
uh, town and neighborhood like my um, neighborhood that I live in. The houses are a little spread out, but the, all the trees are really old. And it just reminds me of that kind of like uh, Stranger Things setting or like 80s childhood where you, you know, you'd see the neighborhood kids riding their bikes. And but oh, now yeah. it's like I. I can't tell, I can't throw a stone at someone that I know. Like I haven't taken yeah. the time to, I haven't taken the right. time to like really meet anybody. So it's like, I don't know what that, what, where the world went, where it was like that neighborhood, like you got to go know everyone and know everything going totally. on. It kind of went away. You think, well, you know what it is. It's probably because of the smartphones. It's like, dude, I, I guarantee, you know, you know, 40% of your Instagram followers or, you know, but at least by the, Oh yeah, that, that person comments all the time. Or yeah. I know, you know, whereas like that's almost has become any interaction that you needed. Like back in the day, the only social life you had was your real life. Yeah. So it's like, well, who am I going to talk to the people, you know, if you're your parents or whatever, like, the people at their work that they work yeah. with every day or the people around the neighborhood but, that's their social life, like we kind of, we have you know? our our devices like feeding us gossip too where it was like oh did you hear what dave and sally just bought or did or it was the neighbor right. the neighbors that you talked about <laughs> right yeah so that yeah it's so funny the uh that uh, uh, me and a buddy were just talking the other day about how uh, you know with just everything like every every 10 minutes my phone is like Hollywood reporter oh so-and-so left some show because of this crazy drama or whatever and it's he's like yeah dude remember when like like you could like be a celebrity and like still kind of be mysterious or like the only way you found out things were from tabloids yeah you know like like the National Enquirer or something or you know it was like like everything is just so in your so instant like you said that it's almost just like, I don't know, not who cares, but it's like, there's no, I don't know, mystery or excitement or I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. There's no, there's no mystique, especially to celebrity or like, um, like musical, like icons or, or teen, like the, you look back at the eighties and there's like teen magazines and like music, ma music regs and like different, uh, journalism that was like all about like giving you an inside peek at someone's life and like you just yeah would read it and be like oh what scott Bayo does what on the weekends like <laughs> <laughs> right and now well it's dude even think about that idea right like like let's say you're like a little or not a little girl or whatever like a teenage girl yeah. in the 80s or something like yeah right you get a met you like some you like i don't know Bruce Springsteen, whatever. So you buy like some bop magazine that has a picture of Bruce Springsteen in it. You rip that out and you put it on your wall. And it's like, you create your own mythology around who Bruce Springsteen is. And like, that is almost like, that forces you to like be creative, to have an imagination, to, you know, all of these things. Whereas now it's like, it's spoon fed to you maybe not bruce springsteen yeah. but you know like whoever justin bieber or something it's like he's i don't know you get what i'm saying it's like there was so much and it's kind of more fun to like not know everything about these people yeah. you know to kind of imagine it how you want it to be you know i don't know yeah i totally see that like just 
like kind of just making up like you said your their their life story in your head and like oh one day when i marry him (laughs) (laughs) exactly but yeah yeah, everything like is so instantaneous and the news and the gossip is like out at you and it's nonstop. do you think like with the world becoming the news and stuff becoming so accessible you think it would have made us like want to know the people around us and like be sure closer to that type of life but just isn't like that which i i would yeah i'm trying to raise raise him right and teach him all about like toys and uh vhs tapes i'm all about vhs tapes so like, oh yeah he'll see a dvd or a blu-ray and he'll call it a tape and i'm like oh this is <laughs> it's not a tape awesome. so. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, I still don't you still like if you dvr something like on like are you still don't you still say like oh i'm taping that yeah right? yeah for sure yeah oh i gotta go tape that such such as yeah <laughs> that's crazy well even with how fast technology in the world moves like you don't even really need to DVR anymore. It's all like on demand or streaming or <laughs> we're even sure. we're even getting past that point, which is nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so like we were touching on your your childhood and growing up. So it was all about like playing in the backyard and playing with those action figures. And uh, you said your mom was a big influence then as far as music. So you remember all of that uh those radio hits and those darlings playing like through the speakers in your house that i'm sure that came back around like through your career as a musician and stuff now it's kind of cool probably to come full circle and be like kind of influenced or taking it back to a time where that music was playing from your childhood and what it sounded like and give that feeling to someone else so yeah it's really yeah it's almost like i'm able to to pay homage not only to the eighties, but like to my own childhood or something, or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like kind of like, uh, um, I don't know how to say it. It wouldn't be paying homage, but you know what I mean? Just kind of like getting to like, look back. I'm always the kind I'm super nostalgic, no matter what, mm-hmm. like I will cruise around like, and like drive through like the parking lot of like my old high school and just like, remember like, man, I remember what it like smells like through those doors in that foyer and like you know just like I don't know I'm just super um just attached like I, I feel like I had a pretty good life and you know there's nothing I would really really want to change to nothing too major you yeah. know so I enjoy kind of going back uh and just kind of revisiting some of those moments and some of those you know those those places where I had those key experiences or those you know the places where I grew up, the places that were like a part of me, you know, like I'll drive past the the house that I grew up in is now out of our family and stuff, but I still like drive past it every once in a while because I literally live about six minutes away from it right now. So yeah, that's another thing is I live, I mean, I go back and forth between LA and, and Chicago, but my spot in Chicago is literally, I'm in the suburbs and I, it's literally, yeah, six minutes from the house I grew up in. And when I moved out of that house, I lived in an apartment with my mom, which was five minutes away from there. And that, you know, so I've, I've always had a home base, like within, yeah, five, 10 minutes of like where I grew up. Wow, that's so, awesome. yeah. and which also happens to be, you know, all the John Hughes movies, dude, are set in the suburbs of Chicago. Mm-hmm. So there's that also, maybe that connection to that 80s magic 
of like, man, I'm, this is where, where all the magic took place, you know? <laughs> so I'm kind of, I'm already in it, like living in it in a weird way. I don't know. And then between that and then going to Astoria, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm living, living that eighties life for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> we we've touched on a lot of cool stuff. It was so awesome talking to you. I hope everyone got kind of a feel for what uh million miler is going to bring to them uh, with the album Millie on May the 10th. Everyone sh should look out for that or go seek it out. Now there's uh, some singles online and um, take a listen to it. I, I personally loved it. Enjoy it. I I'm a huge fan of eighties music. I'll fight anyone that says it's not the best time for music because I feel like it still is. And it always will be. Oh but... yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> again tom higginson million miler for coming on the oh i had that podcast this was super fun man good good hanging good talking this is great thank you so much until next time everyone stay soaked in nostalgia <laughs> <laughs>